hey guys, let me get you off to the right start on your online dating journey. And it is going to be a journey. Boy, do I promise you that. But do you want that journey to be a little less painful? Well, go to kristencarney.com slash dating help and I can help make that possible. I can help power up your dating profile. I can help fine tune your banter skills, which will take you to the next level and get you the girl that you want. So go to kristencarney.com slash dating help. That's kristencarney.com slash dating help. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Susan Braddon back with us on the show. But today we are not going to talk about sex and sexuality, even though, of course, it's going to go a little bit in that direction. But we are going to talk to Susan about attraction, mindsets, and limiting beliefs and how they have an extreme impact on you, your life with women, and your dating life. So keep listening. Welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. I am your host, Kristen Carney, here, of course, with Marnie Kittenrest from winggirlmethod.com. And we have Susan Bratton back on the show with us, who talked so eloquently about sex. And this time, we're going to talk eloquently about attraction. Yes. Well, somebody wrote to me after Susan's episode aired and said, oh, I love Susan Bratton, which I get tons of emails saying that constantly whenever I do bring Susan onto this show or whenever I talk about her in my newsletters or anywhere else that I, I, I talk about her. And people, you know, swarm me with wonderful, great things to say about her. Uh, but this one person said, you know, it's always great to hear Susan talk about sex, but I would love to hear her talk about attraction. Is that possible? Can you have her back on and talk about attraction? And I was like, oh, that is actually is a really good idea because I always hear about, you know, fucking and having sex and pleasure. And that's like the end stage for so many people. But I, I want to hear from Susan about what attracts what her. Gets I you think to that that that's stage. Really, yeah, what gets you to that next stage. Exactly. So it's really important. So Susan, thank you so much for being back on the show and talking to us about attraction today. Oh, yeah. I love this. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Always. I always love having you on. So, to, so first I want a little bit of, of background because I find that, you know, whenever you're on, I want to jump straight into the sack with you uh, and talk about sex. But I don't, I guess we've never really given background on who you are and how you came to this place to know so much about sex. So I'd love you to, to tell our listeners. Sure. Uh, well, they call me the trusted hot sex advisor to millions. And I'm kind of a dear Abby of sex. So I have been doing this for going on 14 years now, helping people with their sex That's lives. the same as me. Yeah, we, we met very early on too. You and I have known each other for yeah. many, many years. And yeah, what I really do, I'm kind of an encyclopedia of sexuality. People across the gender spectrum of every age, I know everything about, you know, from sexually transmitted, avoiding sexually transmitted infections up to, you know, a very advanced male and female orgasmic techniques and dating and relationship and infidelity and you name it, all that stuff. My expertise has been passionate lovemaking techniques, what you can do to create more pleasure together, and 
bedroom communication skills, how to know what you need, ask for what you need, communicate in the bedroom and out of the bedroom about your sex life. Those have been two of my big areas of expertise. But it was funny because when that one guy, I think his name was Darwan or Darvon, he emailed you after our last episode and he said, I want I want to know about attraction. Um, can Susan talk more about that? I was thinking about how I met my husband and why I chose him. And it's interesting that when I thought today for our conversation about what it is that women are looking for in men, how can a man be more attractive to a woman? There were two things that really came up for me. One was that in my Dear Abby universe, when guys are telling me I can't find anybody, there are no women, women are all scammers, they're always trying to get money from me or whatever they're, you know, complaining, yeah. none of them are attractive or, you know, there's no one in my town or whatever they're, frankly, whatever their excuses are, whatever their issues are, they're, they're limiting beliefs. So I feel like you can, right. what I could say about attraction is all are, are things that you can do, how you can, what the man you can be and show to women that will make them more attracted to you is only one piece of it. What is the fundamental piece is what is going on in your mind as a man who wants to have, and let's just call it a girlfriend. Let's not talk about hookups. Let's talk because most guys really don't want that. Most guys do want a loyal, beautiful, darling, affectionate girlfriend. Someone that they can okay. live their life with and maybe even someday marry. They want to have a wonderful, romantic, exciting time with someone they consider to be a deep friend who gets them, makes them feel good about themselves, etc. And so when we talk about attraction, most guys, I could tell them the five things women want, which I'm going to do on the show today. But what they'll do is they'll have this massively defeatist attitude with tons of limiting beliefs, not only about who they are, but all their negativity projected onto women as the reason right. why they can't get a date. So I do want to start with that. But I will tell you that the when I met my husband, I was 30 years old. I was ready to get married. I was looking for the guy I wanted to marry. And the reason that I chose him was so interesting. He was very ambitious. He was very poorly dressed. He drove a funky old <laughs> car. He uh, worked constantly. And he was uh, very highly regarded by the people that knew him. And I thought to myself, that was so interesting. And he was, he was, so he's, he was intelligent, kind, and ambitious, which was what I was looking for. But actually, pretty much all women are looking for that. They're looking for a guy who believes in himself and, and knows where he's going. A guy that has some plan for his life, who has belief in himself and ambition of some kind. They're looking for a guy that's, that looks confident, that has an outward appearance of confidence. The way that he holds his body and carries himself shows you that he is in touch with himself, believes in himself, is confident in himself. 
Another thing that was a reason I fell for my husband was that he was very good at thinking things through and making good decisions. He took his time because he believed in himself and his own intelligence that he could figure anything out. He was very self-reliant and confident in his abilities to make decisions. He was also very calm. He didn't get flustered by things. There was no drama with my man. And that was very appealing to me because I always felt a little worried and a little anxious, which is what estrogen does for women, that testosterone gives men that calm sense of direction and purpose and even an overconfidence, more confidence than they should have. Men tend to have more confidence. And what I would consider to be a high EQ, an emotional quotient, an ability to see how other people are feeling and react to that in a positive way, an awareness beyond oneself to other people. And my husband nailed it on all of those five things. And I think that generally he's no different than most, what I'm no different than what most women want from most men, which is those five things belief in yourself and a purpose, uh, confidence in the way you look and act and talk, eye contact and standing up straight and well-groomed and good posture, simple things like that. That's our animal side. Um, Ability and confidence in making decisions, being chill, not getting upset, no drama, and uh, and an awareness and empathy for others. And that was what made me fall in love with my husband. And I think that's what makes women fall in love with men when they find that lineup, that killer lineup of attributes in a man. I definitely agree. Well, I have a yeah. question for you. How how did you spot this right away? Because these are things like what I'm hearing, you know, you'd have to have a conversation with him. You'd have to know about his ambition. You'd have to sort of, you know, get into a longer interaction with him to be able to see these things to say, oh, I'm really interested in him. But can we take a step back to the, if you even remember to the first interaction, how how did you guys start talking and how what kept you engaged in the conversation? Like how were you able to see these things in him instantly so that you didn't say, okay, I'm, you know, I'm done talking to you. I'm gonna go over there and talk to that guy instead. How how was he able to show this to you? I did not see them all instantly. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, the first thing that I became aware of was he, he met me briefly at a trade show and said hello, but didn't say a lot. And I was kind of on the move and walking by. But the woman that introduced us, he asked her for my number. She called me and said, I'm going to, uh, can I give Tim your number? And I said, I don't know. What do you think of him? And she said, if I were single and 20 years younger, I'd marry him myself. <laughs> so she, he came with this incredible social proof from another woman. Yes, which is huge, which is a big point that I want to drive home for people that are listening. Because a lot of guys are like, oh, why do I want to talk to other women in front of the woman that I want? Because it's social proof. Like if you can get these other women to back you up, that's a game changer for you. Well, today I went and grabbed coffee with a very, very handsome gentleman. And uh, there was a girl in the Starbucks who would not stop staring at him. And it valid i mean obviously i didn't he didn't doesn't really need the validation but it, it made me feel even more protective of him. yeah so 
it does help when other women are in the picture. Right. Where do you think my whole business concept came right. from? Right. That's true. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I, so I, I, yeah, I love what you're saying. The other women are extremely important for you. So I'll, you know, don't ignore them, focus on them as well. I was talking to a guy this morning and, and he was saying, yeah, there's no women around here. There's no women in my area. I was like, well, what you have to do is actually, I'll just read, I'm going to literally read you what I wrote this guy because it was just so funny. Um, he said, this is just like so frigging classic. He said, I can't use the sex tech technique you're teaching me because I'm single. It's hard to find a good woman these days or I'm just looking in the wrong places. I said, well, what are you doing to find a girlfriend? He said, I've gone to clubs, bars, the gym, but it's like I have no luck. I've noticed women staring at me even when I go places, but they're with their boyfriend or husband. I said, no luck is a negative mindset. No luck. Like he thinks he has no luck. He's literally saying out loud he has no luck. Well, of course he has right. no luck because this is what he's focused on, that he has no luck. Right. This is his belief. I said, you have to talk to a lot of women. You have to have friends introduce you. You have to go out with groups of friends. You have to be online with a profile in case some woman likes the way you look. If women are looking at him, he probably looks pretty good, right? So right. you got to put that one out there. He says, I talk to women, but they always seem to ask me for money. And that's a big turnoff. I'm thinking to myself, like, who's he asking? And who's he talking to? Him? Wait, who are you talking to? him for money. I ask friends, but they say they will and they never do. I'm tired of being lonely. I said, mm-hmm. have some parties at your house and have your friends bring their friends. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he's like, okay, I'll try that. So I think a lot of guys, they go down this, you know, like they get caught in the maze of their own negative mindset and they literally can't even see how simple it is. Have a party and have your friends bring their girlfriends. Duh. Like, how come I had to say this to this guy? I, I mean, God love him. He's so down in his bad luck mind frame that he's literally not just taking the steps forward to figure out how to meet women. So what are yeah, the- well, let, let's talk more about this because you, you know, that's what you said at the very beginning of our show was talking about limiting beliefs and yes. mindset. So yeah, I'd like to, to uh, this is your show. I love everything you're saying. So you, you take us down this path to tell us about this. Well, I think if a guy, this just using this, this gentleman as an example, if he, if, if women are asking for money, mm-hmm. what kind of conversation is he striking with them? Because I don't, I mean, Marnie, do you know any women that have ever asked no. a man from, I, I've never heard of this before. And I, people tell me this as well. They ask me for money. I know online that happens online. and they ask for things slowly, but like in person right. saying, like, I don't know how that would actually happen and play yeah. out and who he's talking so to. So I think he has projected that onto women for some reason. Yeah. I think that he thinks that's what's going to happen or it happened once or he's doing like, Anastasia.com, you know, Russian, meet right. Russian women. And of course, that's all a scam. They're asking for money, right? That's just a big right. scam. So right. where this is coming from, I don't know. But if you as a man are thinking, oh, there's no attractive women. They're not in my area. They never look at me. They're always surrounded by other women. Blah, blah, blah. Like if you're, if you have all these excuses in your mind, you have to write all those things down and you have to look at them and say, what am I doing to create that behavior? What, right. You have to bring it back to yourself because it should right. be the kind of experience that you have should be, I'm excited to go out. I'm excited to talk to people. I'm just excited to interact with people. I'm excited to learn new things from people. I'm excited to meet people. I'm excited to go have new experiences. And when I'm not out there 
doing those things with that positive mindset. Like, hey, I don't know if I'll meet anybody, but I'm going to have a damn good time while I'm here. I'm going to just make this the best evening or the best day in this location that I possibly can. A lot of guys say, well, where do I go to meet women? I can't meet them at work because I'm like, never date people at work. It's just a bad idea. You You can date the friends of people you work with, but not the people you work with. It just gets you into difficulties because if you break up, Who's going to go? Where's the negative stuff going to come from? It's just dangerous. But all the girls you work with, ask them to fix you up. And don't just be like, well, I asked them and they never did it. Be like, hey, I'm having a party at my house. Can you bring your friends? Like you have to create the experiences so that your friends can actually do the introductions. Hey, we're all, I've got 10 tickets to, you know, the Bluegrass Festival. Um, Can you guys go with me? And can you bring three friends that I might like to Exactly. You have to make it easy. You have to make it, you can't expect everybody to do all this work for you, considering how difficult it is for people to just take care of themselves. So by making easier uh, situations for these other people that they can latch onto and jump into, absolutely they're going to help you out. It takes limited effort for them and you're offering them something engaging and fun. So it's a benefit for both sides. Now here's something super nerdy that I tell all my guys that is very old school with a K. (laughs) And uh, we'll we'll see what you think of this one, Kristen. Um, I tell guys to go to moo.com, M-O-O.com. They make business cards online and they make not you are the milk? second person to tell me about this. This is so okay, funny. Well, maybe it's a, be a great, be a great site for cheese. What'd you say, Kristen? It'd be a great site for cheese. Oh, it would be. Or any dairy items. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they let you make these business cards up. And I say to guys, put the nicest picture of yourself that you can, if you have one and you're comfortable with it. And most guys have terrible pictures of themselves. I mean, look at pretty much every online dating profile you've ever looked at. Guys have just terrible pictures of themselves. So please have your girlfriends help you get a good picture of yourself. And if you don't want to put a picture, it's okay. It's not mandatory. But get business cards that have your name, your email address, your mobile number, and the town in which you live. That's all they have to have on them. And then a lot of guys say to me, well, what happens? Well, I, I, I live in Manhattan and I see a beautiful girl walk by, but she's got her earbuds on and she's walking the opposite direction. Like I can't go up to her and talk to her and interrupt her. I say, yes, yes, you can. You just turn right around and you go back and you walk past her. And then you turn around and walk toward her and wave at her for a second so that she, you get her attention and then say, can right. you take your earbuds out? Point to your ears. Can you take your earbuds out? And then say, hi, my name is Joe. And I saw you walk by and I thought, oh my goodness, I would kick myself later if I didn't stop and introduce you introduce myself to you. Here's my card with my name and number. Is there any chance that you might be single? Because I'd love to take you out for coffee sometime. Well, what girl is going to be mean about that? She's going to be taken aback. She's going to be embarrassed. I mean, guys think that women have men coming up to them constantly and asking them out and, you know, doing this stuff. And Maybe there's like 1% of women that have that experience, but the other 99% of women, nobody ever comes up and says stuff like that to them. That's a guy who believes in himself. He's got physical presence. He's abil- he has an ability to ask a girl out. He's cool and calm. He's warm and friendly. Boom, 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 boom. Hit all five points. You're good to go. If she says, hey, 
ah, I'm married. Say, well, take my card. If you know any single girls that you think I might be interested in, I'm currently dating and I'd love to know you or know one of your friends. Hand your card out. Cost 0.01 cents, you know? (laughs) And that way you have something you can give that also shows that you're like a grown up dude. You've got a business card. The whole idea of, you know, let, let me put your number into my phone. I don't know. I feel that's a little aggressive. I know that a lot of pickup people teach that. And I think that's right in some, and in some times, and then guys are like, but what if I give her my card and then I never hear back? I'm like, dude, order 500 cards and get your ass out there and start giving them away. Somebody will call you back. There there is in a way, a part of dating that is a numbers game. So get out there and start talking to women. It forces you to talk to them, which you need practice to do anyway. So I just really like that strategy. Yeah. I, well, I want to hear what Christian has to say Me about too. this before I, I make my <laughs> comments on it because it's because you guys are v- very different yeah. styles. I literally I know how Kristen was feeling when you were saying this, but I'd like to hear it. <laughs> you could, you could feel my awkwardness <laughs> through the microphone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I heard some gagging noises <laughs> as well coming from downstairs. Yeah. I mean, if a guy had big business cards made specifically to hand out to women, I'd be like, that's really lame. But if he had a biz- if he had a business card and it was his card for everything else and he handed it to me, I think that would be sexy. So okay. I think getting a card specifically for the women thing almost seems desperate. Like I don't want to know that he has 500 of these cards ready to go for other women like me. I want to know that it was special and he just happened to, you know, it, even though it's not special, I want the illusion that this wasn't planned. He didn't have these ready to go. Um, and then... I, I feel like that leaves a little bit more mystery. Like, oh, this guy isn't just like roaming the streets, handing out business cards to women, you know? If he has a business card with his job, more power to him because that's the one you'd want to give away, of course. Yeah. Um, but a lot of guys don't have jobs with business cards. So... They, I feel like they should make, make it look like a work business card. Okay. Make it look like a work card. Yes. I, I, I agree with that. I don't know what I would think if somebody handed me a card with their picture on it. Um, but I, I definitely want, frame but, it. But, but, but you're hearing, but you're, he- <laughs> you're like, what I got? But you're hearing different yeah. perspectives because Susan is saying that that is something that she would be drawn to. And then at the end of the day, you have to figure out what works you. best for you, who you're yeah. attracted to, what kind of women you would want to be responding to this. So like you have to make that choice ultimately by yourself. For me, if somebody handed me a card with their picture on it, I would also think in some way they were trying to act or something. And then, like, you know, when people hand you out free CDs and say, listen to my music, it's, it kind of seems like the same thing for me. But having said that, I do love, like, a business card is sexy. Like, a heavy-weighted yeah, business card nice says a lot about you. Oh, yeah, I love mm-hmm. those. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Yes. So yeah, I, I, I would be into that. And that approach sounds good to me. But more so what I like that Susan's saying is like, get your ass off the couch and get yeah. out there. If your office isn't working, if the bar isn't working, if the club isn't working, switch it up. We had um, Tucker Max on our show so long ago. And I, I actually quote him all the time, which I hate <laughs> that I do. It's like, yeah. But he just, he was by us once and we've been holding on to it ever since. <laughs> I know what he because he, it's it's just so interesting to hear someone who is like such a douchebag and player and then talking about how he wants to switch it up. But I I like the fact that 
he was clear about, you know what? I was a big player and I used to meet tons of girls, models, gorgeous people when I was doing X, Y, and Z. And then one day I decided I don't want to be a jerk anymore and I want to get into a serious relationship, but I kept going to the same places to try to find that kind of woman that I would want to be in a relationship with, but I couldn't find that kind of woman. So he he created this whole system for himself on how to find a woman that was more in line with who he wanted to partner up for life. And he mapped out everything. He said, what kind of woman do I want to be with? Where, what kind of places would this woman go to? What kind of things do I want to get more involved with so that my values will align with a woman um, that fits into this mold? And from that, he created a path for himself that happened to be through friends and then also going to different locations to meet women that were more in line with what he was looking for. My point is, and Susan made this point several times throughout what she was saying, was to be more proactive, to not go, oh, I tried this twice and it didn't work. Oh, there's no women around. You got to switch it up then. When I was in Israel, like when I was 19, before I came to Los Angeles, we we went to this place that was like, you know, the birthplace of Kabbalah. I totally forget what the city was called. But, you know, real Kabbalah, not Madonna Kabbalah. Um, one, one of the, the, the core pieces. Real okay. Kabbalah. Right, I it's know. Like religion exactly. or whatever, but... <laughs> Right, but it's but Madonna is like the she rebranded it. it, but like yeah. the real she did not so well though. But real Kabbalah, it basically states that you know if you want to shift your life, you have to change one of three things, and if you change all three things, it's super powerful. You change your name, you change what you're doing, and you change where you're living, and that can give you that transformation that you need to you know restart the engines and just open yourself up to a whole new life. So again, if things aren't working change it up. It's not somebody else's responsibility to do that. So um, we're going to take a quick break. Um, but Susan, I absolutely love everything that you're saying. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you're on the show with us. Uh, but we're going to come back and we're going to answer some questions from our listeners. So stay tuned. Hey you, this is Marnie and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also give us five stars just because. All right, we are back. Two things to note. Kristen <laughs> is actually in town with me right now, and she is downstairs in my playroom closet. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been somewhere more appropriate in my entire life. <laughs> she walked in my house, and I was just I was like, this is where you're going to be recording today. I have this little seat that my son uses that she's sitting on, and like she's literally surrounded by toys with the doors shut because there's no yeah, echo I see Legos, uh, tiny trucks, other... so many enjoyable things. I know, they have yeah. good toys. Good toys. The other thing I do want to mention, and I am not not being paid for this at all, is that as we are talking, I am getting my gas tank filled by this new company that is called Yoshi, and they will come bi-weekly to your house and fill your gas tank for you. This is like the ultimate laziness. It is so amazing for me that I do not have to go and get gas now. I'm just telling you, nobody's paying me for this, but I just want to say that I think Did it's they really, tell really you cool to say no one's paying you, you for this? No, I, I swear to God. I swear to Just because I'm so excited that I, I never have to go. I never have to go to a gas station again. I wish they would pay me for this. And I'm going to text them after and just say I mentioned it on the podcast. I just want to tell you because I think it's really freaking cool. And I feel like we're living in the future. The future right is now. lazy Why and I love it. Do it? 
<laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Wait, what? Why doesn't your husband do that? My husband has pumped my gas for 27 years, shall we say. <laughs> wow. What? My dad does that for my yeah. mom too. I do think that is yeah, romantic. It's totally romantic. My dad's been doing it for me, which is totally romantic I just... too. <laughs> oh, Kristen. Sexy beast. Interesting. All right. I want to read some questions from our listeners. And and one of these questions um, is from, it's, it's a comment that was made on one of our recent shows. We had Dr. Kate on our show um, and he was talking about functional medicine and porn and the libido and it was all very fascinating. But on the second half of our show, you know, we dove into her dating life a little bit and also yours, Kristen. So this comment is from that conversation for anybody who was listening. Uh, hey, Marnie, Kristen, and guest, I just listened to your latest podcast on porn and found it very interesting. Watching porn dulls boys, men's, uh, men just like an addiction to drugs, dopamine floods their brains, and over time, they need more and more to get turned on. Uh, more maybe kinkier and freakier. I've seen it with guys I know. I watch porn every so often, but overall, try to stay away from it. Now, the second half of the show is what really got me to write you. I am about to turn 52, happy birthday, divorced for over a year, and I'm an avid listener. I watch your videos, purchased a Wing Girl Method package, and even work with Kristen on bantering, which was awesome. It was has really helped me with texting women because I generally hate it. I prefer talking on the phone. Then again, I'm over 50, etc. The thing is, I approach women all the time. I do not use dating apps at all. I do not like them whatsoever. I meet women at Whole Foods, the car wash, in the mall, at bars, restaurants, etc. I approach them with no problem. I chat up women in lines, uh, waiters, baristas, etc. Listening to both Kristen and Dr. Kate remind me of so many women. They all want to be approached just by the cute guy that they want. Even Kristen said she wanted the good-looking guy to approach her, but not his friend. No, I did not. I actually don't remember you saying that either. I but... did not say that. I mean, it's true. It's absolutely true. But I, I definitely didn't well, say exactly, that. Well, but, but exactly. But <laughs> this goes back to, you know, Susan's limiting yeah. belief statement at the beginning of the show. Um, Dr. Kate wants to be approached too, just not by PUAs or players. Hello, you can't have it both ways. You either give out signals to the guys you want to come up to you or talk with them. Guys love talking to them. They just don't want women approaching them like a guy would approach. Make sense? A woman can say something and start a conversation without being pushy or making the guy think he is not in control. He may be thinking about his car, job, working out, etc., and have no clue that Kristen wants him to approach her. I could go on and on about this, but I'm going to stop there. Keep up the good work, work Rob. Hmm. So I'd love to hear what you guys have to say because I, I think the really important part is that, you know, you Kristen saying, you know, I only want the good-looking guy to approach me, which she didn't really say that. But I know that you I know, didn't that say when that. The reporters off. You, you definitely. I say said that. that I want the guy that I want to approach me <laughs> right. to approach me. And then, me. And then <laughs> yeah, Kate yeah. was saying, you know, she doesn't want the players and the douchebags. And then, he, you know, Rob saying, you can't have it both ways. I, I'd love to hear your comments on that statement of maybe Susan can take a track at it of where his frustration is coming from because I, I I find it interesting and I have a point of view. But I'd love to hear what you have to say. I think he has very black and white thinking. I think mm -hmm. in his perspective, if you go up and talk to a woman, she's going to think you're a player or a douchebag. And I don't think that's true at all. I think that when a man is confident and calm and he talks to a woman, that it doesn't come across as a player or a douchebag. And as far as attractiveness, I mean, you know, generally most guys are average looking because that's 
what the bell curve says. So there's a few, mm-hmm. you know, really, really good looking guys that they don't spend a lot of time going up and talking to women. Women throw themselves at those guys. <laughs> so they do. They do. They don't have to worry mm-hmm. about it. So you're mostly dealing with well until the back end, until later on down the road. The foot in the door is not the hard part for them. Not for them. So you're dealing with on average average guys or below average guys and who are who need to go up and talk to women. And there are two things I want to say about that. One is testosterone versus estrogen, and the other is grooming. Testosterone is the, is the hormone of go toward and ask out. Estrogen is the weight to be asked out. It's not even cultural. It's literally wired in us that the masculine makes the advances, the woman receives them. It's, it's, it's nature and nurture, but it's rooted in nature. This is why married guys get really mad that their wife doesn't initiate sex after the honeymoon mm-hmm. is over and the guy keeps asking for sex and she keeps saying, no, not tonight, no, not tonight. And then he's like, well, wait a minute. She never initiates. And when I ask her for sex, she rejects me. So what the hell am I supposed to do? And my answer is don't ask for sex. Start seducing her. Touch her body. Yes, hold God. her. Romance her. Make her remind, remind her why she even wants to be with you. Not just try to get sex all the time. And they're like, oh. Trigger her yeah. freaking estrogen. Because, <laughs> yeah, because when guys ask just for sex, it's almost like, I'm going to say a really awful phrase, but it's like you feel like a cum dumpster. Uh-huh. You do. You do. You, do. you feel like Too just a much. receptacle for them to come into. and yeah. so. If you seduce her, it feels like more of an experience for the two of you, not just a way for you to release your right. semen. And then you can the dump world. your sperm all over her, and she's fine yeah. with it. She enjoys it. <laughs> no, but it's it's very it's very true. But I want to go. I want to go back to Rob's question though, because I think yeah. you were making some really so, good points. So number one is, no matter who you are, except if you're a super handsome guy and girls throw themselves at you, you're going to need to learn how to do the approaches and make the advances and make small offers, not big offers, small offers. Because your testosterone forward, you're going to want to close the deal in three minutes because <laughs> you're wired that way. You have to go, you have to resist, resist, resist your natural inclination to try to close the deal ASAP and slow down. A woman likes a calm, cool man who is comfortable with himself and can sustain the uncertainty of being in a conversation with a new woman that he doesn't know and be able to do that with some grace and some confidence. Number two, grooming. Women, if you are an average to below average guy, your competitive advantage is grooming. Get nice shoes, wear good fitting, clean pressed clothing, have your hair well cut, have the hair in your nose Mm -hmm. and your ears trimmed way back. Make sure you have clean teeth. You go to the dentist twice a year and have them cleaned. You could even use some teeth whitening. If you drink a lot of coffee or drink red wine and your teeth aren't bright white, Whiten your teeth with some hydrogen peroxide formula. Um, It's the simplest stuff. Make sure your fingernails are trimmed and your hands are clean. If you work with dirty things for a living, 
Try and keep your hands as clean as you can. It is grooming, grooming, grooming that sends signals that you are someone who would be clean enough to get close to. That's how you stack the deck in your favor, even if you're below average looking. And women aren't as fussy about looks as men, which we've all told you a million times. But grooming is where we are super fussy. The number one attribute a woman wants in a in a sexually romantic partner is cleanliness. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very low yeah, bar for us. Some other still <laughs> well, actually, I have a question because you did comment on the fact that Tim was not so well dressed when you met him, but yet you were still very attracted to him. <laughs> I was. He was. I did comment on that. Oh, you are really listening, Marnie. I'm very yeah, impressed. I'm attentive. Yeah, you. you are attentive. He was <laughs> not well dressed. I threw that one in there. It was an oddball thing. One of on our third date, I took him to the Gap. And we went shopping and I bought him clothes that would look good to me and I redressed him. Interesting. Okay. But he was, he was still clean. Clean. Clean as clean. a whistle. Okay, fine. But mm-hmm. you, you spruce up his style, which I think a lot yeah. of women tend to do. That, I, that, I, I like what you were saying for Rob. One thing I do want to make note of that he, he was kind of trying to call attention to is he, he's basically saying, I can't win. This woman's saying this thing and this woman's saying that thing. But I, I think if you take a step back and realize that like we're all individuals and different things are going to be attracted, attractive to each woman. Plus, they're going to have certain experiences with certain kinds of guys that may have them put up a boundary to certain mm-hmm. types. At first, doesn't mean that, you know, those walls don't come crumbling down and she doesn't repeat her patterns over and over again. My, my, my point is to not get angry at what these women say because one woman might be like, oh my God, you are my dream man. You are the good looking one over your friends. Doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. don't, don't take their words so harshly. And it's not like, you know, we're all saying, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want that. But at the same time, we just want to be presented with options to potentially change our mind because a lot of things on paper, um, you know, may not be what will happen in reality. So like for Dr. Kate, for example, she may say, you know, I don't want to date a player or a douchebag. And then I might see her three months down the road with somebody who I view as a player or douchebag and she's totally head over heels for him because maybe he does have that player vibe that I wouldn't be turned on by, but she liked it, but he also happened to be a great guy on the other end that shares her values. My, My point is to not get so locked in on these women women's words and go back to what Susan was talking about in the very beginning about just opening up your options, talking to other people. And what we said about the fact that other women are always watching, go break into conversation with one woman. And then another woman from across the room is watching you go and talk to this woman being charismatic. And if the woman you're talking to isn't into you, maybe that other woman will be. Just my point is to just be more open, spread yourself out a little bit more and take chances. Whether or not those chances work out the way that you want to, um, you know, is yet to be determined. And and it's not this negative, horrible thing if five out of 10 times it doesn't work out when five out of 10 times it does. Hey, you might not even like her anyway. Right, exactly. And that's the whole thing that you have to remember too. That maybe while you're listening, you're thinking, oh, I don't really like this Dr. Cater. I don't really like Kristen. Like, you also have the power hey, to be able to reject and say, like, I don't like me. your values. 
<laughs> that is that is oh, very true. Like we love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Coming down and getting in the closet with you. <laughs> there you go. Especially with these many, this many toys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This many trucks. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows what'll happen to these trucks? Okay. Next question. Hey, Marnie and Kristen and guests. Uh, so Marnie has mentioned in the past that sometimes she starts to twirl her hair, etc. When talking to someone she finds attractive, I'm sure this is just subconscious as she would never cheat on her husband. I know one a woman whose voice tone will change and she'll slightly caress my arm whenever she asks for a favor. Again, her being married and to a friend of mine that, that, along with the fact that it only happens when she needs something heavy carried somewhere, suggests that she isn't really trying to attract my attention in a flirting way, but is just doing uh, what gets her what she needs. She isn't the sort of she isn't the sort to just get her way by flirting on purpose, but I think it's more of an innocent reflux type thing. The point is, there are times when women will do all the things that you point out as a positive sign that they are interested in a man, not because they are seriously interested in him, but they are hardwired to react this way. Yes, he may be attractive to them, which triggers all the hair twirling, but for other reasons, she isn't seriously interested in him. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, as it is an opportunity to get some experience and practice talking to women. They may not want to exchange phone numbers or go on a date, but probably won't mind talking to the guy who sets their hair a twirling. We do, however, need to be able to tell that this is going nowhere so that we don't expect too much in the conversation. So what are the third set of signs we should be looking for? You've told us the signals for when a woman is interested in us. You've told us the signals for when we are boring her and or she is not interested mm. in us. You haven't told us any of the signals of her being interested Radio in silence. us, but not interested yeah. in a relationship or a flame. <laughs> Will. That was a lot. It's that a, was a well, lot. It's like, well, I don't know, Will, geez, if she's married and she's just flirting with you to get her to carry stuff, okay, you see that, but I don't, I don't know. consider that What's flirting, the though. There's nothing wrong with being feminine. It's feminine wiles, exactly. Yeah, that's not flirtation. The question, the question is basically use common is sense. that he's trying to follow a set of rules. If I see a woman doing a hair twirl and a lip uh-huh. lick, and, and but she's he married, wants, like, it's yeah. But no, he but this a mathematical equation. Correct. Uh, this is how guys think. They like a checklist, an equation. They're very numerically driven. Yeah. Very black and white. Right. Yeah. It doesn't. It's never going to boil down to that. The thing is, is all the data, but that's what he's trying to do. And he's like, but I can't figure out what the data is telling me. And that's the difficult thing when working with human beings. And so I always say to people, I mean, you can look for a million signs, but the only sign that's important is the one that's in your head that says, I'm attracted to her. I want to ask her out or I'm attracted to her. I want to do X, Y, and Z to her or with her. So those are the important things to be paying attention to. So my point being is like, yes, a hair twirl can mean that she's trying to be feminine in some way, whether or not it's for sex relationship or just to feel feminine in that moment to get your attention, to help her be. Yeah, exactly. But she doesn't even know she's doing it. Yeah. So, but he said, you haven't told us any of the signals for her being interested in us, but not interested in a relationship. Well, the signal is she's married and you know it. Right. Yeah. Well, yes. There you go. That that is it. That she is taken. But a lot of guys are like, "Wait a second, my friend's wife is flirting with me continuously," and that becomes very misleading. Everybody thinks he's cute. 
Right, or wants to feel feminine around him. And I, the thing is, is that if you really want to know the answer to that question, you can try flirting back and see if she engages with you and you slowly escalate. And at a certain point, if she just shuts it down, it means she's not interested in going to that level with you. I have this one client right now um, who he's married and then this other woman that he flirts with you know, for several years is married as well. They're a collective group of friends who always hang out and they get their flirtation levels to like crazy, crazy heights. And for him, he's thinking, oh my God, she's into me. She wants to leave her husband. I might want to leave my wife, blah, blah, blah. He finally says something um, to her and she's like, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. I've, I've just been having fun with you. I don't, I don't want to leave my husband. I don't want you to leave your wife. This is just our relationship how we've been doing things. And this has been going on for several years. Um, And so there, you know, sadly, there are some times when some people just like sharing their sexual energy with another person without actually completing it with a sexual act or with cheating. And actually, I'd I'd like Susan to to speak to that a little bit. So do do you agree with that statement that sometimes women and men just like to put that sexuality out there with out any plans to complete it. Yeah. Um, flirting is fun. Flirting makes you feel alive. Your sexual vitality is your lust for life, is your creativity, is your energy. And for people that do flirt, they are enjoying the flirting without it needing to go any further. Some people can hug, they can hold, they can cuddle, they can massage. It can be very touchy. Other people, it can be sharing dirty fantasies or sharing a sexy experience that you had with someone else with that friend, you know, with another friend, male or female. Um, Sexuality generally and sex appeal are some of the things that get us the most excited. You know, when you're at a dinner conversation with a group of friends and the subject turns to sex and everyone leans in. That's because yes, of course. we love sex. We are fascinated by it. Even just flirting and talking about sex turns us on and feeling turned on makes us feel alive. That's all that exactly. Is. Yes, exactly. And then the turned on doesn't have to mean that we're turned on in in the sexual way, it it really just means like, you know, a light switch has been flicked and you're energized by the conversation. It doesn't mean that you're like, you know, wet and aroused. It can just mean thrilled and excited by the conversation. Just, yes. just like we are with this one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. I like, I know, can't you feel it right now? I'm very aroused by this conversation. Um, anyway, we are going to end our show now, but thank you to everybody who wrote in those questions and anybody who wants to ask questions that we will answer on our show, please write in to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Uh, Susan, thank you so much for coming on to our show. I actually have, oh no, where is my free giveaway that I was going to give to you? Well, I, I'm going to provide a link uh, the at the bottom of- that's yes. the one, right? So I have a, a <laughs> yes, I have a special link for it. I forget the name that I gave to it, which I will totally remember uh, whenever I post this so that they can get in touch with you and get some free goodies from you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for, for talking to us about attraction and mindsets and belief systems because they're, they're extremely important and obviously plaguing a lot of people. 
Yeah. Like what if you're your own worst enemy and the reason you're single is because of what the way you're thinking about being single. Yeah. Ask yourself that. That's what needs to change. Exactly. I completely, completely agree with you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And Kristen, thank you for sitting in my closet. I actually just built a castle out of Legos. You have to come down and see I it. I believe it. <laughs> I totally believe it. I will come down and join you very shortly. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm going to start posting them on YouTube as well because apparently lots of people like to listen on YouTube. I did not know that, but um, I was doing it for a short period of time and I will start doing it again very shortly. Um, yeah, you guys are awesome. We will see you next week. 